tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on keeping on. Visit baptisthealth.com slash ortho to find a Baptist Health provider. Guarantee, and that passion from both fan bases, from the Loose City fans, who we know are so great, the Detroit City fans, who are as loud as any fan base in American soccer, uh, it bubbles over onto the field a little bit, and we've seen some really close physical tight affairs between these two teams so it's it's got an easy test even though Detroit's the last seed in the east the eighth seed in the eastern conference and even though they had to upset uh, upset the number one seed last week to get here uh, that doesn't mean this is going to be an easy game for Louisville City especially when you consider what Louisville City has looked like all year long where it's Jekyll and Hyde over and over and over again so what are we thinking about this Detroit matchup um Given the history between the two teams, given what the two clubs mean, everything surrounding this, Benton. First off, you you can't look by anybody. And I think that first round was a stark reminder that when you're in the playoffs, I mean, it doesn't matter what your record was in the regular season. It's simply about beating the opponent in front of you. And, uh, you know, I I respect what Detroit has put together. I, I think they don't have a lot to lose, to be completely honest. I mean, they're the lowest, their lowest seed in the East. They already got their upset under their belt. They're going on the road to play at Lynn Family Stadium. Like they know the cards are stacked against us, and I think in some ways that gives you a sense of freedom. Meanwhile, on the other side of things, I mean, this is Louisville City we're talking about. Where we have a, a trip to the Eastern Conference Finals on the line, so the you know the the pressure to perform is there, especially since it's kind of been, I think, been on largely a lot of the season because of how how we think they've a little bit underachieved from what our expectations are. So I think it's going to be a little closer than you might initially think when, when you think Louisville city versus Detroit, um, you know, they're not a good offensive team. They, they've scored the least amount of goals per, per match in the entire league. Two teams that are struggling to score over the course of the season right. are going to face off on Saturday. Yeah. Not, not to say that uh, you shouldn't tune in, not to say it's not going to be exciting. It's going to be an exciting game regardless of, of how many goals are scored. But Louisville City, also a team that has struggled this year. I mean, but look, this is a sample size of one. And, he, and yeah. either of these teams could pop off. But their their key thing is is their defensive abilities. And, you know, I think the scary thing is the longer that match stays 0-0 zero to zero and, and Detroit drags things out, the more it kind of plays into their favor. I still like our, our chances if it were to go to something like penalty kicks because I think we have the... I think we have the edge there. We've, I mean, we have a lot of players who have been there before. We have a lot of experience in that realm, but you just don't want it to go to that. Well, you don't want it to go to that, but to your point, if it does go to that, I'm not betting against Louisville City because also on Saturday against Memphis in that penalty shootout, I mean, talk about perfect penalty kicks. Every single one from Louisville City was pinpoint exactly where the player wanted it to go, difficult pl- spots for the goalkeeper to make saves, 
Same thing for Memphis up until the end, up until that last penalty kick where they missed it. Uh, give them credit. They deserved some because their their penalty kicks were, were excellent as well. But to your point, Louisville City has guys that have been around, been in those big games, been in those penalty shootouts down the years, and they've turned to a lot of the veterans over the weekend in that penalty shootout. Um, so I, I wouldn't bet against Louisville City. But on Detroit beating Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh, despite that being one versus eight, despite that being the regular season champs, Pittsburgh, across the entire league, not just the Eastern Conference, the entire league. I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked that Detroit went up there and beat Pittsburgh because that's that's the way Bob Lilly is, the head coach of Pittsburgh. You give up a goal if you're Pittsburgh. Playing from behind is not the way he wants to play. He's never been a coach that is going to have a team that's going to create chances left and right, flying around, generating opportunities to score. He's a guy that we're going to get a goal, and then we're going to defend the rest of the way, and we're going to beat you one nothing. That is the way I want to play Bob Lilly up in Pittsburgh. So the fact that Detroit was able to go on the road and get a goal, I mean, sometimes it's that simple. It's hard, easier said than done to do that at Pittsburgh. But once they did it, it's hard for that Pittsburgh team, even though they've got Albert Dequa, who's the leading goal scorer in the league, a bunch of talented guys. It's hard for that team, based on the mentality and, and the ethos and the strategy that they like to employ, for them to come back. So I'm not shocked altogether that Detroit went up there and beat Pittsburgh. Um, that said, I have no idea who's going to be the favorite in this game between Louisville City and Detroit. I have no idea. Like, If you're a betting person, if you're looking at uh, DraftKings or FanDuel or whatever, whoever pays money here, Spence, you can correct me, whoever pays money here, you're going on the app, I don't know who to bet on in this game. I don't know who to favor. I don't know who to think is going to come out of here with a victory. I think it's incredibly even despite the disparity in the standings. I, I, I think, honestly, we'll, Louisville City will be the favorites, and it'll probably be just like a little bit disrespectful just they're to at Detroit. Home. Right, just because they're at home. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's going to. I think the odds are going to be a little more extreme than what I think they will be in reality. I haven't checked. Maybe that's not the case at all. But I feel like it'll be a little notably tipped in in Louisville City's favor. But I'm not that comfortable to <laughs> to to put those same like odds on it as well. Um, but again, like when this team plays well. Like who's going to beat us? I don't, you know, I don't think Detroit's that team. It comes down really to the mentality and what team shows up. And I think we got two two sides of that coin in both of the previous Detroit matches this season. The yeah. first meeting, you want to talk about the Jekyll and Hyde? It is exemplified by these oh, yeah, the meetings with Detroit. Yeah, the first one, I think we only won it one nil, but mm-hmm. it was one that's where we easily could have scored many more. We were in complete control of that match. Is one you feel really good after. If anything, you're frustrated that they didn't score more. But on the flip side, when we went up to Detroit, one of the worst of performances in the season for me. I think I think several shows ago we did a recap, and and one of the mailbag questions might have been um, worst like, performance yeah. of the year. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I said yeah, the, the Detroit away one. Not only because the Detroit people frustrate me, but I just thought it was this. It was just a terrible performance uh, that was, it was capped one of, off by like many preceding it. It was well. That's that, that's where I was going to go. It was one of several performances this year where. You walked out of the game as a Louisville City observer, as a Louisville City fan, saying, I don't know if this team's got it, right? Yeah. How many times this year did we say that to ourselves after a loss, after a poor performance, uh, whether it was at home or on the road? And that's part of the reason why this team was so, frankly, disappointing all year long. But the question now is, is the championship DNA of this team showing itself? Because one thing I will say about this game against Memphis over the weekend, I'm not so sure Louisville City really played that well. It was an ugly game, but that's how Memphis plays, right? Memphis, it's a small field, on a baseball field, not ideal conditions, and that Memphis team, by design, tries to play a physical, ugly style, 
And that's the way the game was. I mean, I think the game was played on Memphis's terms. Louisville City maybe was just a little bit fortunate to get it all the way to penalties where their class showed. I mean, Memphis had uh, a chance go off the, the post in, in extra time. They had another save. Oliver Zimla made a sensational save at one point um, late on in the game. So I, I'm not sure that Louisville City really played that well in Memphis despite advancing. Um I don't know if I completely agree with that. I think it was pretty, you know, a fairly even affair. Like you said, it was pretty, pretty ugly. But I mean, it, when it comes to playoffs time, it's just a matter of hanging in there and, and scoring more than the other team, which is exactly what they did. Yeah, could it have been better? Absolutely. But I mean, think about the position that they're in. We didn't even talk about this yet. We conceded again. Oh my with, gosh, you're right. 30 seconds. We didn't even get there but yet. But the team hung in there. They found their goal. They hung in there through extra time and took it to penalty kicks. I don't know. I think there was a lot of heart there. And there was, I mean, a lot, you know, I, I, if you look at the stats, I think Memphis was a slightly better team, but it wasn't like that lopsided of, of, a, of a match. I, well, but that's my point is that. Louisville City went to Memphis and played on Memphis's terms. It was an even game. I don't disagree. I don't think they were outplayed by Memphis. I don't think Memphis was far and away the better team. But it wasn't like Louisville City looked good. It wasn't like we, we. It wasn't like as the game was going on, you thought, "Man, they're really on top of it today. They're really flying around. They're doing a great job." That was never what I thought, anyway. Personally, it was just always like, "All right, they're going to survive another moment. Oh, another ball into the box. They survive that one. Oh, they give a pass away. They survive this." To your point. That's part of the playoff equation, right? Is I mean, survive in advance is the cliche for a reason. They certainly survived in advance on Saturday. Maybe, maybe I'm just a little maybe, bit lower on, on the performance than you were. I was going to say, I think maybe it comes down to, I, maybe I have a little bit more respect for, for Memphis th- than you do. Oh, that's, I think that's probably I, I mean, true. That's yeah, absolutely true. I, I, I don't respect Memphis very much. I mean, I don't I, think they're a very good team. I don't, I, think, don't, I don't like them, but I think they're they're good enough to be problems. I think they're they're an easy um, upper half, upper, upper third team. They're in the playoffs. We're playing at their home. There was a lot going against Louisville City in that one but they but the heart was there and really that's what we need the talent will come with the rest that might all be true that uh, that might all be true but that to your point about me not respecting memphis no i don't respect memphis you're right i don't <laughs> that's fine because here, here's i'm not here to defend them. Me- memphis was above louisville city in the regular season not because memphis played so well but because louisville city underwhelmed so much if louisville city played as well as they could all year long if they played as well as their talent is as they if they played uh, up to their expectation and their standard and their experience level they wouldn't have been on the road at memphis in the first round of the playoffs that's that's kind of the point i'm making when i say that that i didn't think louisville city looked that good against memphis that's okay that's considering everything that's considering what this team is capable of because I, i'm fair. thinking coming that's into the, i'm thinking coming into the playoffs all right here this louisville city team is gonna turn it on and figure it out and be the team we know they can be they weren't that but they got the job done in advance, and that's really ultimately all that matters, whatever my critique is. All that matters is that they're still alive, and they're at home this weekend. Here's a way of putting it, maybe. Um, Memphis was closer to their ceiling than Louisville Absolutely. City was. They were relatively the same skill level, but we, we had a higher gap of what we could have done versus what we did do. When I put it that way, okay, like I'm, that's, that's more palatable to me, but I don't want to like... I don't want to dunk on their on their performance because again I think there was a lot of adversity against this Louisville City team and the fact that they went ahead they got a goal and then they hung in there through the rest of it that uh, for me that that forgives a lot a lot of the rest like it's again like there's there's a lot of opportunities for performance a lot of things probably to review in the in the film room but I think they should feel good coming out of that match even putting like the win factor aside like as far as like. They got the job done. Yeah, I mean, because that's all that matters. Yes. That's all that matters. Yeah. You absolutely should feel good. And we saw some video 
from the locker room after the game, Danny Cruz's post-game speech, I think they do feel good. Yeah. I mean, that, that was an emotional team, an excited team. They looked ready to go out and fight somebody, which is what you want to see right now at this stage of the season. And, and I think, I guess, another thing is I think my judgment criteria shifts a little bit when you get into the playoffs. You know, in the regular season, you want to see that consistency, the high potential, the kind of long-term trends. But at this point, with it just being survive in advance, I just I don't want to feel like, like we absolutely just kind of – stole the match like if we just kind of won no it wasn't a a steal no i don't think it was a steal no it was very fair match but if it was a kind of like that then i'd be sweating more bullets than i am now sure does that make sense absolutely absolutely yeah i i I see the point that you're making um i i'm just saying based on the performance that they put in on saturday i have no confidence or or lack of confidence frankly i don't know what to expect on Saturday, I mean, because well, I don't know what I don't know what Louisville City team we're going to get. Are we going to get a team that struggles to to create chances and put chances away? I, what I what I think what I think we can say for sure, and what I hope we can say for sure, is after what we saw at Memphis, we're going to get a Louisville City team that's ready to fight for ninety minutes, no matter what happens. To your point, giving up a goal thirty seconds in for the second consecutive week. Felt like against Tampa Bay in the season finale, the game got away from them really quickly. I mean, that could have been four goals in the first half if they don't sky a penalty over the bar, Tampa Bay. But this Memphis game, despite conceding 30 seconds in, Louisville City didn't let the game get away from them. They tied it up, what, 17 minutes after they conceded? And then from then on, it was an incredibly even game, really hard to to pick those two teams apart. So what I think you can take away from that that advancement in penalties over Memphis, is that this team is ready to fight. They're ready to be around in games. Even when they take one on the chin in the opening minute, they're going to stick with it for 90 minutes or 120 minutes like we saw on Saturday. Yeah, and we, we might have to talk elaborate on this one a little bit more later, but one element of the match that I really enjoyed was the dynamic between Tom, Tyler Gibson and Carlos Miguel, who's going to be calling in next. That's right. Um, I I thought that pairing was absolutely phenomenal. Like they work together, they complement each other's strengths so well. And to be honest, like I don't think we've seen it much, if at all, this season. And I don't think it really like it didn't mesh in my head, right? Like I thought they were of the similar mold, like they were one for one, like one's gonna play and the other wouldn't sort mm-hmm. of thing. That's but, the way it's been all year. They've yeah. kind of battled for the same spot. Yeah, and and I think long term maybe Carlos might be able to adapt more to that Tyler sort of role, but his strengths I think are more more in the offensive end of things, more traditional midfield, and not so much with the defensive responsibility. That's where Tyler excels. So Tyler gets to focus on what he's really good at and really strong at. Meanwhile, Carlos can run free on um, in the middle of the pitch and on the in the final third of the opposition. And I just thought that worked out wonderfully. And I'm really hoping that we get to see that again because I think that was. I think that was that's the kind of thing you can look at, like as far as tactics go, and say, okay, they might have something. We might have figured something out here. Well, you've uh, you've just teased up phenomenally our next segment. Carlos Mogel Jr. is going to call into this program in just a moment. We'll chat with him when we return here on Soccer City. We're getting ready for the playoff game, by the way. Seven thirty on Saturday at Lynn Family Stadium. Tickets at lucity.com slash tickets. You're listening to Soccer City right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Benton Newman. All right, it's Lou City against Detroit City. Two cities facing off, no pun intended. On Saturday night, 7.30 at Lynn Family Stadium. We're getting you set for that game somehow Lou City has a home playoff game despite the odds against them, despite playing on the road last week. 
They're back at home and potentially back at home for the Eastern Conference Final. The only team ahead of them in the standings that's still alive is Charleston, and they're going to take on that Birmingham team that's very dangerous, went on the road and beat Tampa Bay. We haven't even really gotten into that game. We can talk more about that later, Benton. Um, I think that's a very dangerous Birmingham team. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if I want to which, which of those two I would want to see in the Eastern Conference Final, uh, but we have at least one more home game. That's on Saturday night. LooseCity.com slash tickets is your place to go to get seats. It's going to be a phenomenal atmosphere. UofL football is in the afternoon, so hopefully some some people can do the double dip, do the football game, and then the soccer playoff game. Uh, it's going to be a great crowd regardless, so make sure you are in Butchertown on Saturday night. One man who will certainly be in Butchertown on Saturday night is our guest, Carlos Mogel Jr., the Academy Product Midfielder for Louisville City FC, had the assist on the goal on Saturday that tied the game at one before Lou City ultimately advanced in penalties. He joins us now. What's going on, Carlos? Thanks for taking some time to chat with us, man. Yeah, of course. Anytime. How you guys doing? Doing doing really, really well. Tell us about your team right now. Um, I mean, you guys had to be fired up after any time you win in a penalty shootout. Uh, it's got to fire you up, just the drama and the tension of it. Um, t- tell us about the mood of the, the group of guys heading into this playoff game on Saturday. Um, well, one thing for sure, we're, we're super excited um, to, to be back at home. Um, you know, we... We we went from trying to fly, uh, fight a playoff spot to to get a first game at home to now being, of course, able to to play the next two at home. So we're definitely excited and and super motivated because, especially because we're at home, we 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 have to get a win, you know. So we're we're super excited and motivated. Now, I in the last match, I thought that you had a really, really good outing, particularly the pairing with you and Tyler Gibson. I thought you guys complemented each other's strengths very well. Can you kind of talk to me a little bit about your your performance in the in the match? Um, I think well for Tyler, I, I, he was I thought he was really good on a night. He um he he runs for days. Uh, you know, I was uh, I made a little joke to him at the end of the game. I was like, "Yo, you got to write down everything you drink, everything you eat." <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy how much you write. Um, so, so you know, being alongside him is, is definitely, um, you know, it makes uh, it it uh, makes you makes you work even harder because he's just flying, you know. So you gotta you you gotta keep up with him, you know. Um, and and personally, of course, you know, get, getting the assist definitely gives me a little bit more confidence to to um, you know to. So once a corner kick comes in the game, I, I feel a lot more confident knowing that I've gotten, I think, three, four assists now. Yeah, from, it's, al- it's always nice getting something on the kick. on the stat sheet, isn't it? <laughs> um, but this season, you got you you start to see considerably more time than, than you had in the past. So it's kind of three times the amount of minutes than, than last season and eight more starts. So how do you feel that you've grown as a player with this additional game time and opportunity you've been presented or earned, I should say? Yeah, I... um. Yeah, I've recently, well, since I started, it's always been the the group of guys that have always um I think I think they're the main them and the staff are the main reasons why I'm where I'm at right now. And but I uh to be to be honest with you, um this year was uh was a little bit up up and down for me. Um I started uh in the beginning and then you know, because the results and 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 how I felt, you know, I didn't really, um, um, you know, it, it was a down, of course, and you know, it, not just me, but like collectively, it's been a, it's been a, you know, up and down season. 
Um, but you know, recently I've I've you know found to to really um, in, enjoy it. Uh, you know, I think when you're having up and down season, you don't really um, you kind of lose that uh, that childish you know fun that that you always play with. You know, something that I've always played with as a kid. You know, but recently I've kind of I guess found that back again, and, and I think that's that's the reason uh, why I. Um, you know, started to pick it up again. Love that. Uh, Carlos Mogel Jr. is our guest right now here on Soccer City, uh, ahead of Louisville City's playoff game with Detroit. You mentioned the corner kicks uh, a moment ago. I mean, that's where you've gotten your assists this year. You've got four of them over the whole season if you count the playoff game. Um, and, I mean, that little corner routine that you guys had on Saturday I thought worked to perfection, the way you were able to uh, send it in toward Lancaster, Cameron, and he was able to sweep it in first time with his right foot. Um, j- just talk to us about your ability to deliver a good ball in those kind of moments. Um, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for that for that specific moment, I wasn't really too sure if we were going to run that play because it was on the baseball part of the of the field. Um, but uh, to be honest, I think since the academy, I've always been on, on uh, set pieces, um, corner kicks, free kicks, and stuff like that. So I've always felt like I've had a good hit on the ball. Um but there was a little time period where I was really inconsistent with my um, with my set pieces, and I think it was Colorado where I got two. That's correct. Yeah, Colorado Springs. Yeah. And um, and after that, that's when I was like, okay, I can I can really make a difference when it comes to set pieces. So so I think after that, that's when I really started getting super super consistent at it. You mentioned also a couple of moments ago about you know the guys around you, and there are a ton of veterans on this team. For for you, a young guy that came out of the academy, especially in the midfield where you play, right? There are guys like Tyler Gibson, like Paolo Del Piccolo, like Niall McCabe. Dylan Mare is a guy. He's not been around Louisville that long, but he's um, a guy that's in his 30s. He's been playing in the league for a long time. Uh, just tell us about those guys that are around you and, and how they've helped you improve not just this season but the last couple of seasons and and just the ways that you lean on them as a young player still trying to to grow and learn and and get accustomed to being a professional yeah um i think yeah definitely throughout since i started and and, you know with paulo and and tyler and and um niall um i definitely try try to ask questions and and see where they're like how, how they think about the game and stuff like that um like for example, like Tyler, you know, I'll be asking him about his fitness, like how he runs all all day and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I think the the big thing is that you know, for example, like Paulo, um, he like he's a he's a really intense guy when it comes to playing, and he noticed that. I think he noticed that I'm I'm a little bit the same way, so um, he finds his moments moments to be super hard on me on training when I when I'm not doing good enough and when he knows I can do better so um I think I think they they definitely um find moments to 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 kind of I guess push me you know and and makes and it, and it makes me think like okay like I got to do a lot better here a lot better here um so they're just you know they're they're guys that and and I take and I also take it in because I know they're, they're guys that definitely knows what it takes to to win a whole thing you know they they've won the whole thing so um, they're they're great guys to 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 listen to. I'm glad that tough love is is motivating <laughs> you. <Yeah. laughs> um, now next match, obviously we played Detroit. I think they're a scrappy and well coached team. Um, you've seen them twice this season: a win at home, which I thought was an outstanding win, and then a a loss up in Michigan, which I didn't 
didn't think was so hot for the team. So kind of what stands out to you about their, their play and what should fans look forward to in this matchup? Um, I think I think it's going to be one of those things where um, they're really good at when it comes to set pieces. Um, most of their goals come from from restarts, um, from uh, corner kicks, throw-ins, uh, free kicks. So um, I think definitely um, – I think those moments are going to want to uh, make the difference, and I think that um, that it, uh, it should be an exciting game. I think it's going to be a, uh, a tight game. So now, um, uh, you, you made mention of, of, of the set pieces and that being a real important thing. And I know throughout the the season, uh, there's been some opportunity there defensively. Going into this match this, this weekend, how how are you guys feeling in preparedness for these defensive set pieces, if, especially if they're going to be that big of a factor? Yeah, we are. Uh, you know, we're, we're, I think we're confident. We've worked on it. We've talked about it. Um, uh, everybody's on the same page, and, and I feel like everybody's prepared to kind of take it on, you know. So I think I think we feel confident about it um, coming Saturday. Talking with Carlos Moguel Jr., ahead of the Lou City playoff game at home on Saturday. Just a couple more for you, Carlos. Really appreciate you taking the time uh, to chat with us. Um, just, just tell us about how important it is for you guys to be at home on Saturday. I mean, coming into the playoffs – there was no guarantee that this would happen, right? I mean, it, maybe it was even unlikely that this would happen because you guys are going to have to be on the road and come out with at least one win, and you're going to need some upsets elsewhere in the bracket. So how excited and thankful are you guys to be back at home? And then also, how exciting is it to, to get that home playoff crowd because there's always that extra energy, extra juice at Lynn Family Stadium for playoff games. We saw it the last uh, we saw it last year especially. You guys had some thrillers at home, and, and I'm sure you guys as a team are hoping that there's another really strong crowd out there on Saturday. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, it's definitely a pleasant surprise. Um, you know, we didn't really expect Detroit to, to beat Pitt, Pittsburgh, but it, it happened. And you know, you know, when it comes to tournaments, you got to be the best team that day to win. Um, uh, but we're definitely excited, and we know that fans make a huge difference. Um, they give us momentum. They they um, they they push us whenever it's towards the end of the game. You know, them being loud gives us that extra push, you know. So it's definitely super exciting, and, and, and we really hope it's going to be a big crowd, and we're going to try to put on a, a good performance for them. Carlos, got one more for you, then we'll let you go. I always like to ask our guests about some of their favorite places to eat around town. So, Carlos, where, you, where are some of the spots that I should be checking out that you enjoy? Oh, man, I don't really go out and eat like that. Um, <laughs> I really just like staying at home uh, with uh with my girl and stuff. Um, I would say that uh, where uh, have I been? Uh, I would say that. Hey man, you can be a homebody. It's all right to be a homebody. You don't have you don't have to come up with an answer. Do you do you cook yourself? Uh, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. sometimes <laughs> from the facility. Um, <laughs> but I would say I would say uh, where I've been this taco place named uh, Los Gorditos. Okay, yeah, there we go. I don't think I've heard of that um, one. Um, yeah, they, they make really good uh, Mexican food, so I would say I would say that one's my favorite. Excellent. New addition for the list. Thank yeah, you, love it. Love it. Hey, uh, really great stuff, Carlos. Really enjoyed talking to you. Good luck to you on Saturday. Hopefully this playoff run uh, extends a few more weeks, and uh, obviously good luck to you going forward in your career as such a young guy. Really enjoyed it, man. I uh, appreciate you guys. Carlos Mogel Jr., midfielder for Louisville City FC, joining us here on Soccer City. Ahead of the playoff game on Saturday, uh, Benton Carlos, really good stuff from him, by the way. I, I thought he was very candid about 
you know the the impact that the older players around him have have, uh, have made on him and also i thought it was really interesting with the way he assessed his season right he kind of talked about it as being up and down you look at the numbers you look at the the sheet on him clearly this is the best year that he's had in his career but i think that answer that he gave us um, shows the expectations that maybe he had on himself. He he wanted to come into the season and really cement that regular starter's role in the midfield. Hasn't quite been that season. I mean, he's had stretches. He started six games in a row at one point, August into September. But then you go look in midsummer. He only played uh, a few games between May and and uh, June into July. Back to back to back games. He played four minutes in one, nine minutes in the next, and three minutes in the next. I mean, that's kind of some doldrums for him. Some up and downs. Some some peaks and valleys for him. Um, and that's just the growth of a young player. But I think a guy with a bright future, he's shown skill, he's shown ability, like on those corner kicks that we talked about, like on the corner kick we saw last week in the playoffs. This is a kid that if he can step into that starting role and cement it for himself next year, he could be a big-time player for, for this Louisville City team. I keep thinking back to there was a, a friendly that the team had to begin the season. I was open to season ticket holders at Thurman Hutchins. They played one Knoxville. He took a he took a free kick from outside the box in that one, and it hit kind of like where the uh, where the, where the top post and the um, and the far post conjoined in the upper corner. And ever since then, I've been really excited to see his 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 work on on set pieces. And I appreciate his like that he's being tough on himself and understanding what his level is. But at the same time, I think he earned some grace and credit. I mean, look at like just like list, you could list off all the names in the midfield that he's competing yeah. with for a starting role. A lot of veteran guys that that know what they're doing out there. Yeah, he's. I mean, he start double digit matches this season for the first time, and now he got to start his, uh, in a playoff match. Like I think he's he's had a really outstanding season. I'm really excited to see his growth. I also love the fact that he is an academy product, and he's just looks like a fun loving guy. Like he just seems really likable and so, big and fan of his it speaks to again the value of these games these high pressure moments I and mean, when we saw him come through last year remember we we think so glowingly about last year for louisville city because of obviously how successful they were in the regular season uh getting the most points they ever had finishing uh you know all the way going all the way to the championship game but at the end of the year there were a lot of injuries that the team was going through, and Carlos had to step up, played big games in the playoffs, scored the winning penalty uh, to advance them past Pittsburgh in this round in the Eastern Conference semifinals. That was really one of the – it had to be the biggest moment of his life at that point, right, to score that penalty, and, and uh, the crowd goes crazy around him, you know, playing for his his, his boyhood club coming up through the academy. So to, to see him propel that success into more success this year – who knows what this playoff run can do, right? He plays well on Saturday, gets an assist and a start. We'll see what this Saturday has in store for him against Detroit. And if they advance past Detroit, who knows what's in store for him the next couple of weeks. But this could be another little launching pad into next year for him. The one thing I was really happy about is, is the, that he was talking about this kind of renewed confidence that yeah. he's found himself in. So while he might have had some ups, ups and downs as far as what he knows he's capable of, he seems to be in an up right now. And I will absolutely take that. Well, it's like a basketball player, right? The cliche is all you need is to see one go through the hoop and suddenly you're feeling good again, right? Well, those two assists he mentioned against Colorado Springs, those are the first two assists of his career. So whatever doubts he had, I'm sure, got washed away a little bit in that game. And he thought, all right, I can perform at this level. I can do what I know I'm capable of. And and we're starting to see some of the dividends of, of that confidence blossoming uh, before our eyes right now in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm, I'm really eager to see his, his continued growth. And I hope he stays with the club for a long time. Again, I just love having these academy, these guys come through the academy and then become staples of the first team. 
Yeah, it, what I've been praying for for a long time. It's it's and it, it, it's it, I can't get the words out of my mouth. It's an exciting growth point for the club as well. Um, you know, case in point, Josh Winder, what we saw earlier this year, going off for a million dollars plus to Europe. You know, who knows what the future has in stores for Car- in, in store for Carlos? Maybe that's in in the cards for him as well. Let's take a timeout. We got so much more to get into in terms of Louisville City ahead of this playoff game. We also haven't touched on racing Louisville at all. Uh, we'll touch on them a little bit when we return. Again, this, the game on Saturday at 7.30 at Lynn Family Stadium, Louisville against Detroit City. Tickets at lucity.com slash tickets. You're locked on Soccer City right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Benton Newman. Also of note, ahead of this playoff game on Saturday, Louisville City against Detroit City in Butchertown at Lynn Family Stadium. The Fan Zone, which has been so popular. Every time I show up to the stadium, I look down to the Fan Zone. There are tons of people out and about drinking $2 beers. Their kids are playing on the little mini pitch over there. Um, it, it, it's a definitely been a successful thing ahead of Louisville City Games, a place and, and racing games for that matter, a place for fans to gather before the games. And the fan zone is going to be open for an extra half hour than it typically is on Saturday night ahead of that playoff game. So come out early, get yourself a few beers down the hatch before you come into the stadium. It's going to make the atmosphere just that much more rowdy. And there's $2 hot dogs as well. Well, there you go. It's the Babe Ruth special. $2 beers and hot dogs. Fill the gullet before you come in and, and boo the heck out of Detroit and cheer on the boys in purple, hopefully, to another victory. I think it's a good idea, right? It's a good idea. Uh, Racing Louisville, not a ton of news out of them this week, um, given that their season ended in disappointing fashion um, a little over a week and a half ago now. Seems like a little bit longer. It has been two weeks, I guess, right, almost. Anyway, um, one thing we can point out, though, Katie Lund of Racing Louisville is up for National Women's Soccer League Goalkeeper of the Year. We've talked about this this year. Last season, I think she probably deserved the award, but it was one of those things where racing Louisville isn't the team that that gets the nod from the league. They're not everybody's favorite team, whatever you want to say, and she was kind of looked over, uh, maybe because her team wasn't that successful. Ither also plays a part, but she's up for the award again this year, and if you look at the numbers, she is if not the best goalkeeper in the league, among the best goalkeepers in the league, a superior talent, a sensational shot stopper, and she's up for the award once again. Let's hope she gets it. These might be my lavender-tinted glasses being put on, but I think she's comfortably the best goalkeeper in the league. And I agree with you last season. I definitely think she should have... uh she should have been the winner, if not in, in heavy consideration. But this year, I think she's only strengthened her case, only gotten better. Uh, Jeff Gerk tweeting out this fact that uh, Katie Lund has faced more difficult shots this season than the other goalkeeper of the year finalist and still led in shot, yeah, shot stopping. This is uh, the uh, goals plus metric from the American soccer analyst, which really nerdy measure of uh, uh, trying to figure out uh, how, you know, 
how dangerous the shot are and how many like she's effectively kept out by her capabilities. Right. Basically trying to measure how impactful a goalkeeper she is because you can look at the raw numbers and say, oh, well, she saved X number of shots or she her save percentage was X number of percentage, right? But this is a little bit deeper than that. This is saying like, well, that shot should have been a goal against most goalkeepers and she saved it. Yeah, a little more statistical rigor there. So a little more more credibility in terms of the the depth that it it provides. So, I mean, even just the eye test though, she's just made some a lot of outstanding saves this season and I, I and and I really hope that she she finally gets her flowers for the performances she's been putting on. So you you can vote. Fans can vote. They play a part in this award. It is uh, decided on by votes from players, by owners, general managers and coaches across the league, the league's media, and also its fans. So you are, as a Racing Louisville fan, can vote uh, in support of Katie Lund. Go to the NWSL League webpage, uh, and you can vote for her there. I mean, a lot of the numbers paint the picture that she is one of the best goalkeepers in the league. Deserved it last year. I think overdue to, to win it. So let, let's see if let's see if she can do it. It was just announced on Tuesday that she was a finalist. Um, the voting runs through noon tomorrow, so you don't have a ton of time. If I gotta want, get on that. If you want to make a difference, uh, go to nwslsoccer.com and vote for Katie Lund. Uh, UPS Jobs text line is open for the next eleven minutes while we're on the air. Four three seven nine six eighty. Got a text early on in the show that says I was so negative about this Louisville City team coming down the stretch. But after defeating Memphis in penalty kicks, this has been the best tasting crow I've ever eaten. I think you and I kind you of agree with that. We want Absolutely. to agree with that, right? We'll see what uh, Lou City is able to do on Saturday night. But one thing that we haven't gotten into yet that I want to dive into is Cameron Lancaster scored the goal. We talked about talked about it with Carlos Mogel a little bit on that corner kick routine. Really well taken goal by Lancaster. Kind of. Late running into the box, late arriving. The ball took a bounce on that baseball turf that Carlos mentioned. They wasn't sure if they were going to run that play, right, because it's not ideal conditions for a low-driven ball on the ground. But it took a skip off the turf, and Lancaster swept it in with his right foot past the goalkeeper to score. Second consecutive game with a goal for him. We remember the banger he scored late on in the loss to Tampa Bay. That was like one of the small consolations you could take from that game. And we've given... Whether it's off the air or on the air, I can't remember because you and I talk about this a lot. <laughs> but we've given Lancaster a little bit of flack this year, and he's kind of been hes been so often injured the last two years. He's getting a little bit older in his career. He's in his 30s now, a sensational goal scorer throughout his time with Louisville City, one of the best goal scorers the league has ever seen. Clearly, he's the all-time leading goal scorer for Lou City in their now nine years of history. But he's not been a consistent performer for two years for one reason or another. But it's the same story with Cameron Lancaster that it is for the team as a whole. Who cares if you perform now? And that's kind of where I'm going to go with this. If Lancaster can rattle off a few games in a, in a row with a goal, if he can score again on Saturday and lead Louisville City to another victory by scoring on Saturday, who cares that it's been a disappointing year for him, a disappointing couple of years? This would be the exclamation point on those two years for him. And what a difference that could make for Louisville City to have him in goal-scoring form like he seems to be right now. This applies more beyond just Cam itself, but like what you do in the postseason can make people almost completely forget the regular season. So I'm, I'm happy to see Cam coming, getting hot at the right time. 
I think I've said this before, but I, I feel like he's a really emotional player. When things are going well, like things are really positive, I think it's self-perpetuating, right? He gets he gets really he gets really dangerous. He don't want to play against a hot camera in Lancaster, and I think he can heat up pretty quickly. Two consecutive games scoring, that's absolutely the case. But when he's uh, you know when he's missing shots, the ball isn't going in his right way. I think he can get really down on himself. I think he can visibly see it, and I think it makes it really difficult for him to kind of get out of those slump periods. But thankfully, again, we are we're riding one of those highs right now. And should he all of a sudden kind of maybe uh, get a little bit of pause in that momentum, we still always have Wilson Harris who's incredibly dangerous as well. So I'm really liking our odds. But again, the fact that that Cameron Lancaster is coming alive right now that just feels really poetic. Given you know, given the club's history, how he's how he's been been a part of so much of it. I, yeah. I really like seeing some of these older guys on the team still have these moments to shine and still show that they're some of the top players in the league. Being being able to turn back the clock a little bit on their career and have those moments. I mean, it's that's what happens, right, with aging athletes across sports. It's not about whether or not they can perform on any given day. It's about performing day in day out over the long haul over the course of the season. I mean. Kobe can go for 60 in his final game, right? Cameron Lancaster might be doing the soccer equivalent of going for 60 in his final game right now. Not saying this is his last uh, bout as as a Louisville City player. We'll see what the offseason holds, right? We've talked about it a ton over the last few weeks that this is going to be a very interesting offseason for this Louisville City team. A lot of guys who are in their 30s, on the wrong side of 30, who maybe will have to look at themselves in the mirror or that the club might have to say, I think your time is up. But if they have anything to say about it, they can say it right now in these playoffs. And Cameron Lancaster might be one of those guys. Maybe he's saying, not so fast, Louisville City fans. Don't count me out yet. I still got some juice in these legs. I still got some goal-scoring ability. And his value, we've seen it the last two weeks. We saw it especially against Tampa, right? That goal against Tampa Bay. All he needs is a moment. He could do nothing for 90 minutes. He could be He could be out there the whole time and you could never think about him. He could just be absent from the game but all of a sudden the ball finds him or he finds the ball in any spot inside the midway line seemingly and he can do something spectacular we've i mean we saw it against atlante in one of the friendlies earlier this season just picked the ball up from 40 yards and said you know what what the hell and hit it and it was one of the best goals we've ever seen a louisville city player score in a game so the fact that he is in a goal scoring form we know that he can just pop off and score any old time he wants. What a weapon that is for Lou City in these playoffs. Hopefully, from a Louisville City perspective, it pays dividends on Saturday. Yeah, he's going to have his work cut out against him because, as we stated earlier, def- uh, Detroit is a very defensive-oriented team. Again, probably you know fourth best in the league. So that's, I mean, he's going up. That's their strong suit is going to be uh, shutting him down. They've seen him twice now, so I'm hoping there's things he can see in the film and um, we, what he's learned there in conjunction with just kind of being hot in general. Hope he makes some magic happen, and I wouldn't be too mad if we were the ones scoring within 30 seconds rather than being scored <laughs> yes. on. Yeah, I, man, I mean, what a thing to talk about, right? How do you concede 30 seconds in two consecutive weeks? You'd think after doing it once. After against after Tampa Bay, when you give up a goal, literally it was like 28 seconds on the clock when I looked up and saw J.J. Williams put it in the back of the net. You'd think, all right, we're not doing that again. At least not for a long time. Let's clean. If there's anything we do in the week of practice between games, we're cleaning up the opening minute. No goals in the opening minute. That's something we're going to guarantee and work on and make sure it doesn't happen. Somehow it did. The good news is they were able to overcome it. So let's hope, to your point, 
that if there is a team to score in the opening 30 seconds on Saturday at Lynn Family Stadium, it's Louisville City as opposed to Detroit City. I'm going to spin this positive, though. The fact they got scored on and hung in the match, I know I keep harping on yeah, that absolutely. element. Like, absolutely. I don't think that, that should go unnoticed at all. That means a lot, and that's something that the team can very much latch on for and remind themselves. If something doesn't go right early on in Detroit, I'm not saying they're going to score on early, but they can remind themselves... We can still do this. We can still come back. We can still hang in there. And on a team where, again, Danny Cruz, the head coach, has pointed to their mentality, their mental toughness time and time and time and time again all year long after losses or bad results, there's the moment to point to. There's the heart that you want to see from this team to say, all right, yeah, you know what? Less than ideal to give up a goal 30 seconds in. But we're going to be able to get through it. We're going to be able to keep the ship steady. We're not going to give up on the game. We're not going to give up on ourselves. We're going to stay in it. They were able to do that um, on Saturday. I, I kind of talked about in the opening segment, Benton, where I was feeling about this game because I don't know what Louisville City team we're going to get on Saturday. Um, I, I feel like between the two of us, your passions run a little higher than mine in terms of you know, if things are going good, you're on cloud nine. And if things are going bad, you're down in the doldrums. So after Saturday... Where's your excitement slash confidence level for this game against Detroit in the Eastern Conference semifinals? Are you are you like ten out of ten? Lou City's back, baby. We got it. They're coming into Lynn Family Stadium. Going to put down the put down the wood and take care of business. Where are you? I, I'd like to correct you because even when things are down, I still think I generally lean optimistic. I think you it, do. I think you do. You're right. I, I, that, that's kind of what I meant. You're yeah. you're always thinking positively. Yeah, I'm, but it did it did certainly get pretty pretty low before. So I was pleasantly surprised about the the Memphis matchup. But with that said, against Detroit, like I'm feeling pretty good again. Again, I I, I respect Detroit. Just, you know. Despite all the odds, anybody can win on any given day, and I don't want to forget that fact. But I'd say I'm a, I'm probably a good solid seven. Like I think it's it's ours to lose. But again, I think that like, as far as mentality goes, that kind of plays against us. That's a little bit more pressure on our team and a little bit of you know I guess freedom, if you will, for for Detroit, knowing that hey, we're not the favorites if we don't win this. That was probably expected result. So let's go ahead and and make a few people some bucks if they bet on us. You know? Yeah. So, well, one thing I think we can say for sure about this game is that one goal might well win it, um, given the way these two teams have performed over the course of the year. One thing we need to mention before we go, got to shout it out, uh, Chris Mattingly, friend of the show. He's been on this year, big high school soccer reporter uh, on Twitter, uh, Chris Mattingly. He has put on a high school all-star game that is coming up on November the 4th, next Saturday at Collegiate, Louisville City, a sponsor of that tournament. That's going to be at 2 o'clock. Admission is free. It's the 6th region versus the 7th region at 4601 Champions Trace Lane. That's the Collegiate Turf Field. So do check that out for some really high-quality high school soccer all-star action. Uh, real quick, a prediction for Saturday for Louisville City. Do they win it or do they not? I'm putting you on the spot. 2-1 win. I think we let in a, uh, a a dumb goal. Maybe not early, but against against what seems probable, Detroit, I think, will score on us. But we'll get more. I'm similarly optimistic, I think. one to nothing. Detroit can't score. Louisville City will score. They'll get a goal in. Maybe Sean Tosh will head in a corner or something. Oh, that'd be fun. And uh, they'll take it one to nothing. Go back to the Eastern Conference Finals for a ninth straight year. 7.30 on Saturday at Lynn Family Stadium. LouisCity.com slash tickets. If you can't make it, we'll have coverage starting at 7.15 here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. For Benton... I'm Jeff. We'll talk to you later on this week. Looking for a rewarding career? One that empowers you to serve your community, change lives, and reach your fullest potential? 
Become a correctional officer for the Kentucky Department of Corrections and earn up to $28.30 an hour with great benefits. Help create a better, safer Kentucky. Apply today for a correctional officer position in your community at careers.ky.gov. That's careers.ky.gov. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. 